Hi, and welcome to From the Joppy's Mouth. Join Ryan Hill and myself, Brad Parnham, each week as we discuss all things racing and sports. Well, it was a great weekend out at Ascot on Saturday. We've seen a couple of really nice horses. According to sectional times, we had Vince on. He said uh, Galaxy Star could be a Cox Plate horse. Yeah, it definitely could. Um, yeah, it was very ultra impressive, I thought. I don't think it could have won any better than it did. And Arcadia Queen was just as impressive. The thing yeah. about her is she lobbed, could race closer. She lobbed the box seat and, yeah, blew them away. Yeah. Um, yeah, 10 metres out of the gates, the race was all over. She was just in a great spot bolting and she's just far superior than the other three-year-olds. Pikey had to make the decision. Yeah, a bit of a hard decision for him to make, I suppose. Um, I would have gone with Galaxy Star personally, just because uh, it beat, you know, it's beaten all those railway horses. The horses in the railway, obviously. Sorry, most of them would be running in the Kingston Town. It's beat them all, and it beat them convincingly. So I would have gone that way, but I can understand where he's going. But yeah, so I would have gone with Arcadia Queen. Yeah, because fifty kilos can race close. You can use the weight to your advantage. Whereas there's no way she'll be able to be any better than midfield, no matter what she draws, Galaxy Star. Yeah, maybe not. But, uh, yeah, I suppose it might come down to barriers too. If Arcadia Queen draws wide, I don't think it'll be able to overcome a wide barrier. It's good for Chris anyway, picking up the ride. Yeah, really good for Chris. Um, actually, we talk, we'll talk to Chris and Pikey later on, so we'll hear what they got to say about it. But um, I think Chris has got a, a really good chance in the Kingston Town to win... His first group one, if he doesn't win his first group one this weekend. Talking about this weekend with Chrissy, the jockey booking situation, do you have an opinion on that? Oh, yeah, look, uh, I suppose it was a little bit, um, I can understand the Morton camp getting a bit annoyed because uh, I, as from what I'm aware of, Chris did commit, but he had also committed to I'll have a bit previously and then he thought it wasn't coming, so... That's where the mix-up sort of came from. But, um, you know, I, I don't know. There's probably been a little bit more of a, a situation, a deal made about it. There's probably been a bit too much of a carry-on. But at the end of the day, I suppose it doesn't really matter. Chris is riding the horse that he thinks is the better chance. And uh, the Morton camps still have a good jockey on, so they haven't really lost anything there. So, you know, they probably should just be happy and move on, I think. All right, well, the winner of the polo tickets, they, it was it was yep. pretty easy. Not easy, but, I mean, the two favourites won, so it wasn't well, too hard to yeah, pick. Yeah, so we had a few people pick the two favourites, but um, <clears throat> the winner for the J up from the JLR Bunbury polo tickets was uh, Alison Laycock. She picked, obviously, Arcadia Queen and Galaxy Star few people picked them, but we ended up doing a draw ourselves, and that's who we came up with. All right, how about the winner for the uh, $100 voucher for the Camfield? Because they had to pick their favourite railway stakes winner. Yeah, there's a few interesting ones, uh, but I think we'll go with Reese O'Brien. Uh, he picked Belle Bazaar from when Ron Binder trained her and it won the railway stakes. Uh, yeah, he just went on to say it was great scenes in the mounting yard, and it, and it really was, actually. I, I remember that day, so... Um, yeah, I I think he's the winner. We'll give it to him, Reese. All right, well, well done. And talking about the Camfield, this week's competition, it's, it's a very easy competition. The At, at the Camfield on 
next Thursday. They're having at, at like a Kingston Town, Calcutta, and a bit of a karaoke with Darren McCauley. Gareth Hall's organising it. So the tickets are worth about $140. So get along if you can because it'll sure to be a great day. I think they've got Brad Shepard, Graham Ballantyne, heaps of other people. I think SJ's having a chat. There'll be racing identities there and you can have a talk to them. Um, all we want to know, just let us know on Facebook and Twitter, just a simple question. How old is Gareth Hall? <laughs> it, it, that's the comfort. That's it. All they've got all to right. do is just guess the age of Gareth Hall, and then you're going to win yourself two tickets to that uh, function on the Thursday. So, do you actually know how old he is? We'll find out. Do you know? No. You don't? No. Well, he might lie about it. <laughs> oh, he, he always lies about his age, but we'll find out. There'll be a way of, uh, of finding that out. But no, look, it, it'll be a good uh, good afternoon anyway. So looking at the winner bottom this week, have you got a pick early doors? Um, oh, look, I really like Adora. It's, ob- it's the obvious choice, but um, I think you got to scrap its last run in the Everest when it raced on a heavy track. And if you look at its previous form before that, it was really good. Uh, I like the fact that it's been here before and won, so I I would go I'll go with Vidora, but I did like Voodoo Lad as well actually, but um he's drawn wide, so I'll leave him out. Don't reckon Ollie can work a bit of magic? Oh, he probably he probably can, but uh I don't. I think it's probably more likely that he won't be able to. Interesting bit of talk this week. I I love Pikey, great rider, but I don't think Pikey's better than Ollie. When you get people sort of talking like that. Ollie's done a lot of, over a period of time. Yeah, Ollie's, I don't know, I don't think if anyone, I don't know anyone would think that Pike is better than Ollie. Mate, people, listen to people, mate. That's, oh, I, I, that's what not, they say. And, and that's obviously no knock on Pikey. We know how good he is. But for me, Ollie's the GOAT in Australian racing at least. I'm not disagreeing mate, with you. I'm just asking mate, your opinion. He's, he's been the best for the last 25 plus years. I think 25, we'll say. Yeah, maybe. Well, yeah, it'd be a while, wouldn't it? Yeah. Nah, he's, nah, you can't go past Ollie. He, he's the greatest. All right, well, hopefully he can work some magic and we speak to him a bit later on anyway, so see what he he can muster up. Yeah. And uh, what else have we got? We can, we've got a few other people to talk to and it's, look, it's going to be a great weekend of racing. So first of all, let's see how the track's going to play. All right, well, we've got Chris Nation on the line. Chris, how are you going? Yeah, good, guys. How are you? Yeah, good. How's the uh, track pulled up after Saturday? Yeah, really, really good. In in good condition. You could nearly have used it again, but obviously just for the fresh ground and that, that we'll move out to three metres. Okay, how's the wind? It sounded a bit windy out there when we first picked up the phone. Yeah, definitely, and that's been the issue the last couple of weeks. I suppose if anyone was going to criticise, it's probably that it may have played a little bit firmer than a four on Saturday. I don't think it was hard, but it's probably been a little bit harder than it has been, and that's because of all the interstate gallopers wanting to gallop and obviously the window that I had to get water on whereas this week I haven't allowed them to use it uh, this morning and I've been able to get a little bit more water in it but this wind's a killer so we just do our best when we can. All right so the rail goes to the three metre pad how do you think that'll play? Yeah look this is our fairest pad and, and has been in time probably the fairest pad so I'm hoping that it plays that way as it has in the past so uh, I, I can't I can see it being a little bit more softer than a yeah, on the softer side of a four this weekend, and I can see it probably playing fairer than 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 most of the other pads. Obviously, it'll probably dry out a bit through the day. Bit of wind forecast. Yeah, yeah definitely the the wind and the uh, and the and I think it is meant to be a little bit warmer on warmer on Saturday. So, 
look, it is what it is. As I said, we'll give it a good drink Friday night and uh, hopefully that it gets us through the day. Just a quick one. Um, how comes only 15 starters from the 1,200? Uh, I, I don't know. I, I really couldn't tell you. I, I have the charts on the wall in my office, but uh, I, I can't. I, I thought it would be 16 for sure. Yeah, no, it's just that for the regional championships, there's obviously E1 is number 16, and the winner bottom field is obviously only 15. But surely if there was a field of 16, the winner bottom wouldn't have had an emergency for the 16th runner, would it? Because the no, three-metre yeah. the three meter position doesn't change that at all, does it? No, the field position... Uh, the, uh, uh, the starters don't actually start changing until you get out past nine metres. So, yeah, it's normally full fields until you get out to that nine metres. So I would say it's probably because uh, it's the regional the, the regional race or uh, the, the, the emergencies are, is not one of the winner of the races or, or it'd be a technicality, I would think. Yeah, but nothing to do with the rail position. No, absolutely not, no. If there was, if there was 15, 16 in the winter bottom, you'd be starting 16. Yep. All right. No. Well, hopefully the track. And where's the uh, rail going to be for Kingston Town Day? Yeah, it, it'll go to five metres um, for Kingston Town Day, which is obviously uh, inside the six that I thought it would be. But um, that's just because of you know how how well the, the track is, is going at the moment. That there will be such good coverage out there that I'll I'll sneak it in that extra metre. All right. No. Well, thanks a lot for that. And um, yeah, keep the good tracks coming. Thanks, guys. Take care. Well, as uh, we couldn't get the answer out of Chris Nation for why they're only running 15 in the regional championships. We give Vinny a ring, who's the handicapper, and he was very kind to give us an answer. So what happens is the first three from every heat go through. So that's why you've got 15. The heat at Esperance was cancelled. They moved that to Narragin. They only got three nominations. So they cancelled that race, and then they've made... They, what they done, they took the three highest rated horses that were nominated for that race at Esperance and they get qualified for the final. So that's how they worked that out. The prize money won't be wasted, the 30000 They're going to split that at Esperance. They're going to put another couple of races on and put that money back to Esperance. So they will get that. That was obviously through Lightning while that was cancelled. So it's no one's fault. And then there's, there's a couple of things. E1 is not actually E1. So... Bradley, it's not as straightforward as they think. That's a bit confusing. <laughs> yeah, so you only get a start if the one scratches out of your heat. So yeah. E1 is actually Jason Brown from a horse from Bunbury. So yes. it's only going to get a start if one of the Bunbury horses scratch. Yeah, and then in the same case, Bon Voyage is only going to get a start if uh, the, nor- the northern horses come yeah, out. Yeah, et cetera. So, right. so it reads E1, E2, E3, E4, uh, but it's and, not the case. No, and Vinny said that's just because that's how the system's set up. Um, there's no other way of putting it on the Chris site. So they it, should probably make a little header or something in there. Yeah, they probably could just to make it – because as a like people that listen to this show, like just your general punters people, mm-hmm. would think, oh, well – it's E1, it'll get a start, and then it sort of gets a little bit confusing. Um, mm. But the, the other thing that was interesting, Vinny said that uh, they actually, people have to come to these heats. If you win your run top three, you have to run in this final because a couple of people didn't want to come, but if they don't want to come, they actually have to provide a vet certificate. So, yeah, it gets a little bit yeah, okay. Interesting, because la- the reason why there were 16 last year is because they'd done a wild card heat at York. Okay. The winner actually come out of that, the winner of the championship come out of that race. It was one that Glenn Smith rode for Mark Bairstow. Right. So I hope that makes it a bit clearer for everyone. It's not straightforward, but yeah, it was good of Vinny to 
explain it to us. Have I explained that well enough for you, Bradley? Yeah, yeah, I understand. Okay. If, you, if you understand, everyone will understand. Okay, thanks. <laughs> All right, well, I think what we'll do now is we'll move to talking to the jockeys and seeing what they've got to say about their rides. Uh, up first, we have Damien Oliver. Well, we've got Damien Oliver with us here today. Um, Damien, you're heading over to ride Voodoo Lad in the winter bottom. You've come up with a pretty sticky gait, but this horse has been running in pretty good form, and um, I see that you've had one ride on him for one win. So what are your expectations coming over here on Saturday? Yeah, look, I think he can run a very good race. He's, um, as you said, he's got the visitor's draw there, but it's probably not the worst gate for him. His horse settles in the second half of the field, and he's got a great finish. So if there's, if there's good pace in the race, I expect him to be finishing off really strongly. Now, he does love to be smothered up, this horse, and come with one late run, as you say. So could see a genius ride from you. Looking for shortcuts? <laughs> um, yeah, well, I'll just sort of play it a little bit by ear, just see how it unfolds. Um, you know, from a wide gate, you can't be too um, too adventurous, I suppose. But I'll, I'll just see, you know, how it's unfolding for me in the first half of the race and then just sort of play it from there. So, Ollie, I was having a quick look through, but I couldn't find one. Uh, have you ever won a win- winter bottom? Um, I haven't won it since it's been the million-dollar race. I'm pretty certain of that. But I might have won one perhaps on Marasco some time ago. I'm not certain of that. You'd probably have to check that. Yeah, okay. All right. Well, it's probably one of the very few group ones that you haven't won around Australia. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. Um, I'm not even sure if it was a group one then, if it, you know, if, it, if, it, if that's the race I did win on Marasco. I do remember winning a nice race on Marasco over there, but... Um, the railway is probably the other one that's um, uh, eluded me as well. Yeah. Now, obviously, you've had one ride on Voodoo Lad for one win. What can you tell us about the uh, other visitors? Malaguera, you've ridden that horse three starts ago? Yeah, he's a very good horse. He's probably he's come back this preparation off a bit of an injury, um, and he comes out of the, um, the Manicato Stakes as well. That was a little bit of a messy run race where there was a few unlucky runners in the race. He didn't probably have the best of luck there. I see they've gone for the blinkers on him. Um, on his best form, he's a great chance. Uh, he probably didn't have the best of, best of luck in this race, I think, two years ago. Um, so, yeah, if he, if he strikes his best form, he, he's got a terrific chance. Now, also, one of the the, well, the favourite in the race is Vidora, and her, when she won, um, you ran third on Sprite. Do you see her as your main danger on Saturday? Yeah, we think so. Um, she, When they set her for a race with a good gap between runs, she always seems to run well, and obviously she's defending her title from last year, so you know they know how to travel her and, and, and present her well there in Perth, so she's drawn well. And, um, you know, if you just forget her run in the, um, in the Everest where it was a really heavy track, she's obviously coming off a... A great win before that so yeah i think she would be the one to beat i would think so when do you head over here ollie obviously you're going to um packing them today but are you heading over tomorrow or are you flying saturday yeah no i'll fly in um fr- uh, friday afternoon i'll do some jump outs of in the morning and then then come over and uh are you have you got anything for the kingston town are you ha- going to hang around or what no, I'm heading back to Melbourne. I'll be riding. I'm just going to stay in Perth for a few days and then head back to Melbourne um, to ride Wednesday and, and then next weekend back in Melbourne. All right, mate. Well, um, 
thanks very much for catching up with us. We really appreciate it, and uh, we wish you all the best on Saturday. Thanks, guys. All the best. Now, we're joined by Joey Bowditch. Last time we spoke to you, mate, we uh, was before the Everest, and you went round on a heavy 10. We can guarantee you won't be seeing that on Saturday. So, uh, how's you come through? What did you make of the Everest run, just a complete forgive? Uh, yeah, I... Like you, you couldn't really sort of take too much out of it. She, um, I thought she still performed okay, but after the race, she was just she was really flat. You could tell it really took it out of her. So um, I think you just forget that one, and she's um, she's come along nice since. And um, you rode her on Tuesday morning. Um, has she given you a good feel since being in Perth? Yeah, she was pretty similar to what she was last year. I think Miller uh, clocked her. I think she ran pretty much identical time as what she did last year, and she felt pretty much the same. So. Um, and a bit that's uh, been uh, the case this time as, as opposed to last time. Like she's just got stronger as the week's got gone on. So um, she was really good this morning. And we're pretty happy with her. Now it's hard to go back to back, but you've drawn a perfect barrier, mate. So it looks like you'll just be able to put her where you want to be in the run. Yeah, it's a nice barrier for her. Um, I was sort of hoping you might draw a little bit closer on the passing star so you could get buried up. But <laughs> um, but no, it's a nice gate for her. She should get a good run from there and get a, get a chance. All right, well, thanks for joining us, Joey. Um, really appreciate you coming on and having a chat. I see you got a few other rides, but we won't ask you about them because you probably don't know too much about them. But uh, all the best on Saturday, uh, and Thank hopefully you. you get the cash. Thank you. Now we've got Chrissy Parnham on the line. Chrissy, you'll be happy this week. Good news you picked up the ride on uh, Galaxy Star in the Kingston Town. Yeah, pretty happy about that, Hilly. Uh, she's a good man, so hopefully... Hopefully uh, she goes just as well as she's in the railway. Better than having to try and cut a leg off and ride 50 kilos? No, I don't, I don't think Bob would have let me ride 50 anyway, so I probably I would have been out without a ride at Kingston. Yeah. All right, well, look at your first ride this Saturday. Ookbar Jack, you jumped back on. Your mate Frosty Lane rode it last start. Yeah, Frosty rode it the other day, so hopefully I can improve it off him. Um racing well before that, but just put in a bit of a bodgy last start, so man, see how he goes. Are um, we blaming Frosty for the bodgy, or? Oh, I think you have to, yeah. <laughs> um, and he didn't ride it that well, so it should be hard to improve. <laughs> Alright, puns, well we'll move on to race five. You're riding the Coney's boy. You've come up with barrier two, and the horse has been in reasonably good form lately, so uh what what do you think you do from the gate, and, and what sort of chance do you give yourself? Oh, he, he needs to draw a barrier like this to, to run a good race. Um, he's going up in grade, so yeah, I don't I don't like him too much, but yeah, he, he, he's in good form though, so he might be a good place here. All right, well, we'll look at the country championships, and you went up to Geraldton to ride this horse, Akiko, last start, and you sat him back, so missed the kick a little bit. You rode it in town the start before, and things didn't probably go according to plan? No, I didn't ride it that well in town, um, but then I rode, rode the horse at Geraldton, and it missed the start, and I got back, and she wanted me to lead, so then I gave her a heart, heart attack mid-race, but we got the job done, so that was the main thing, but... I don't know what she wants me to do from this gate. Probably better off bring the back, but I don't know if she wants me to go on board, but yeah, it should be a good show in a race like this. All right, Pans. Well, good luck in that one. Now we're going to move on to the main event of the day, the Winterbottom Stakes. 
You're riding I'll Have a Bit here, barrier 10. Um, you had a bit of a tough decision to make between Dainty Tess and I'll Have a Bit. Do you want to talk us through how that came about? Well, I, I, I've been booked by I'll Have a Bit for six or seven weeks when she first came back into work. And, um, oh, and then obviously I had, had a couple of wins on Dainty Tess and um, they sort of told me that I'll Have a Bit wasn't probably wasn't going to come anymore and then uh, then I committed to Danny Tess and, and then all of the bits of connections decided to come back so um, I had a, two days to sort of come up with a decision and someone was going to be upset and unfortunately I upset the Danny Tess crew and they're not too happy but I'm pretty happy with, with, uh, with the ride I've got. She worked well the other morning and she's a good horse. Yeah, like you say, they might be a bit upset, but hopefully, I'm sure they'll get over it in time. Um, you have ridden I'll Have a Bit before anyway, so uh, where do you think you'll position up from Barrier 10? Uh, I'll be back, but hopefully with a few behind me. Um, there's obviously uh, there's a few drawn outside me that, that are backmarked, so uh, I'll probably be in front of them. But um, if I'm in front of three or four, I'll, I'll be happy and Letting her relax and uh, having a final crack at them. You rode Vidora work the other day. What did she sort of feel? Did she give you? I only went even time on her, so um, yeah, it wasn't out there to break records, but um, she gave me a nice feel. Um, she galloped the other morning, Joey Bowditch on, so I don't know how she went. You should have given her a gallop pants, you know. Get rid of What's the opposition. That? You should have given her a gallop. Get rid of the opposition. <laughs> All right, Pans. Well, mate, thanks for joining us here today. Uh, we really appreciate it, and we hope that you can get your first first Group One winner on Saturday. Hope so too, boys. Thank you. All right. Well, now we've got Sean McGruddy on the line with us. Sean, you've come up with a reasonably handy book of rides this Saturday. Um, probably a difficult day to win a race, but nevertheless, looks handy. We'll start with your first ride, Jintang. You've drawn barrier five. Um, it seems to be an on-pace horse. Uh, what do you think of your chances in this race? Yeah, look, I'll give him a good chance. Um, he ran well first up, and then second up he was a bit flat because he, he put in first up, and that just knocked him around a bit. So he's had the three weeks between... Last start and and this Saturday and um yeah there is a lot of pace in the race so I think we'll sort of let them go and maybe be running third fourth and uh, yeah hopefully that works out and we get a bit of luck early and he'll be strong at the finish. Now in the uh, road regional championships, the road to Ascot, you've stuck with Simon Miller here. You've got off uh, your main man Wolfie's horse, so you're st- going with Fine Scent from Barrier Twelve. Yeah, look, that was a good last start winner, but we drew Barrier One that day and. Beaten favourite in finally French. Um, obviously, I took this ride before the barriers come out. and Bit of a sticky gate from barrier 12, but it's got pace and Simon usually likes him up there, so we'll need a bit of luck to get across early, but if we can, um, we should be there at the finish again. Now we'll move on to the main event of the day, the Group 1 Winterbottom Stakes. You're riding one of your favourite horses here, Durandell. Um, come up with a bit of a sticky gate, though, so what do you think you'll do from that gate? Yeah, look, initially I thought we'd just go back, but um, Michael said that a lot of the back markers have drawn inside us, so if we dragged all the way back to be behind them, we'd be out of the race. So 
we're going to ride for a bit of luck early. Um, obviously, you only get one crack at it. So if Runson can bring us across, just depends um, what a couple on the inside of us do. But even if we're three deep, we'll cover. Um, I think that would be better a better option than going back where he would just be dragged back out of the race and given no chance. And I assume you've been riding him work. Uh, how's he come through his last win, and is he still going just as good? He is going just as good. He knows he's a winner, so that's giving him a bit of confidence, and he's he's getting around on top of the world, so that'll help him as well. He does step up to wait for age, but he did run third in the race last year. So, look, with a bit of luck in running, he's very capable. All right, Shooter. Well, I just want to miss the medal. That was pretty impressive the other day. You've got to be happy with that horse to break through. Very, very impressive, and she's pulled up well, so... If she can get the 1,400, which I think she might, um, you know, she'll, she'll take some beating again next start. No salute. What happened, mate? Well, I was hoping I had bigger things to fry later in the day, but <laughs> that was all she wrote. What, what did you make of Lord Help Me Run? Disappointing on the day, but it was a funny race. Um, they went hard early, then they steadied up, and they didn't make up a lot of ground um, on, on the entire day. With the rail back to the true, it was very hard to make that ground. So uh, if we had gone forward, I would have been threaded outside of... Um, Blackwood River, Stephen Miller's horse. So um, for the first half of the race, I did the right thing by going back and getting a bit of cover, but they just didn't make up any ground, and he's a bit disappointing on the day. But Wolfie says he's still laying down in the afternoon, so he's still growing, and he's probably a prep away from being at his best. Where do is that him finished now for the prep, or do we see one more run? I'm not sure, actually. Um, yeah, I'd hope, to, I'd hope that it would be the end of him if, uh, if he is still growing and still filling out, but... Um, yeah, they might want to give him one more if they thought he was disappointing in the guineas and try and get some more money. But I think when you race at the top level as a two-year-old and in the, in the same year you're asked to race at the top level in, as a three-year-old, it's it's pretty hard to do. So hopefully they look after him and he'll reward him later on. And Akinar Star, you was happy enough with his run? Very happy, yeah. We, look, we drew 14, so we went back. And, um, yeah, like you said, they didn't make up a lot of ground on that day. And uh, But he in the straight, he sort of come again and he passed quite a few, so... If he can draw one to five in the Kingston Town, he'll uh, he'll earn some money for sure. All right, shooter. Well, you are also riding Kakadu throughout the day, but uh, I see you haven't ridden it, so you probably don't know much about that. So we won't bother you too much with that. But you do look like you've got a, a reasonably handy book of rides. So we wish you all the best, and hopefully you can get a winner. Thanks, gentlemen. Appreciate it. Behind them, searching for runners, Mr. Seawolf. Warwick goes for home now. Material Man Gadding gets out. His Galaxy Star erupting, however. His Galaxy Star running through the middle with Gadding in pursuit. But Galaxy Star draws away from them. Pike Magician. Galaxy Star beats Gadding and Material Man. Pike Magician. Jeez, the magic man uh, of, uh, of the West now. Hey, Pikey, yeah, well, uh... what do you think of that? Yeah, I'll take that. Um, I was pretty happy with the day, how it all unfolded. And, um, oh, what can I say? It was just a great day all round. Yeah, it couldn't have worked out much better, could it? No, definitely not. Um, uh, you, not only did I get a couple of the big ones, I bagged a few other winners on the day. And it just happened to be my day. Everything fell in place for me. I thought, obviously, the, the main two were very impressive. We'll touch on them in a second. But I thought Mississippi Delta, riding her that way, it looked like you rode her a bit more patient. She actually gave a pretty good kick. Yes, definitely. I think um, that was half the reason why I got beat last start. I know I had weight and I was, I was buttering up, but I think I um, just had her a spot or two too close. And on top of that, put her into the race too early. So just being a bit calmer and a bit, just left her alone for a bit longer, she was able to show 
what she really has. Now, the big talking point this week has been which one will you ride in the Kingston Town? And obviously, it's not an easy decision. I don't think there's a wrong decision. We actually done a poll on Twitter. 200 people nearly voted on it. And, mate, it come out exactly 50-50. So that, that's no, it's just that difficult. Yeah, I, look, I, I couldn't really spit them in the end. I was just looking for the only, the only thing I could see was the weight. And, um, and that's the way I've gone in the past. That's the way I won the race in the past as well. So I sort of really just stuck with what I know. Has, um, yeah. Sorry, mate. Has the diet started already? Yeah, yeah, the diet started a couple of days or more than a couple of days ago now. So um, there hasn't been a lot of movement in the weight just yet, but I expect that to come pretty soon. I was going to leave it till after Saturday before I get real serious. Uh, I don't want to. I think last year I got my weight down a bit too early. I think I went too early. I was, I was lighter a few days before than I was on the day. So I want to try and time it a bit better this year if I can. Yeah, all right, mate. Well, that sounds good. Um, we'll move to Saturday's races now. Uh, we'll look at the first ride. You're riding How to Fly. Uh, you haven't been on this horse for its last four starts, but last time you rode this horse at one. It's come up with barrier six and seems to be a fair bit of speed in this race, but do you give yourself a chance of winning this? Um, she's sort of just been racing that little bit in between, so... Dropping back to the 1,000 might suit, and it could be the master stroke. Uh, I know she's got the turn of foot to be to be in this sort of race, but just, I don't know, she's just been in those in-between runs where, you know, it's, she's going to flash and then it's just in-between. So uh, with dropping back to the 1,000, I think she has a good record at 1,000. So just based on that, I think I've got a sneaky chance, yeah. All right, we'll look at Arcadia Prince. He's barrier three, good gate for this one. Just got there the other day when Chrissy rode him. What do you think on Saturday? You actually haven't had a chance to see that run yet. I'll um I'll have a look leading up to the day, but he's a nice horse. He's got a good turn of foot. Um, he'll go good. Now we look to race four. You're riding Nordiac King. Uh, Chris rode this horse last start and at one. Now you're back aboard. You've come up with barrier three, so it's a pretty good barrier. Um, you should have a pretty good chance here. Yeah, I think um, much the same. He, he looks like he's going well, and, and he's um, as the distances increase, he'll go even better. So it's good. We're coming off a last start win. Winning form's good form. So, yeah, I just got a good alley as well. So should be in the mix. Royal Command comes up in the fifth. You've drawn a bit sticky here for mine. Barrier eight. He's come up a $1.95 favourite as well. Um, he goes, he's always around the place. Do you give him a winning chance on Saturday? Um, you'd have to get a hurry on. He's, I thought his runs have only been fair. So, look, I actually like the horse from previous campaigns. I, I like him and he's got more than enough ability. But um, I think it would be fair to say he's just been pretty plain this time around so far. So unless um, unless sort of Adam's been able to find something, um, yeah, I, I'm not sure why we're quite that short. Um, now in the regional championships, Pikey, you're riding... Bon Voyage it hasn't got a run yet, and it has drawn sticky, but if it does manage to get a run, do you think you'll have a plan from Barrier 15? Yeah, just hope and pray. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there's not a lot of plans from there. He's, he's generally a little bit of a get-back horse anyway, so hopefully I don't get flushed too far out the back and, and um, you know, and the race is over before we begin. But, um, 
he actually does go okay, this horse, but it's just going to matter a lot on luck where I get, whether I end up too far off him or too wide. So, yeah, a lot of luck on the day. We'll, we'll, we'll have to see how he goes. All right, you rode a couple of really nice horses last week, and if we can forgive this horse its last start, she'd be going into this race favourite. The blinkers go on. You've drawn barrier 13. Obviously, you didn't trial her the other day, but uh, you would have had a chance to watch that. Yeah, I was away on my barley holiday because I um, got suspended, and um, Peter Hall took over for the trial. I've spoken to Peter, and he was pretty happy with her. He said uh, she just felt great. Um, yeah, he said the turn of foot was real good. He said the trainer asked to make sure that he shook her up and make sure it was there. So all reports from Peter Hall are good. So as I said, I think you just got to forgive her. You always got to forgive a horse one run, and I'll forgive her that last run. And a little bit the same as the last one. The barrier is sticky from there, but she's not a tactical speed horse early anyway. I'll just I'll sit back there, bide my time, and just try and pick which horse to follow. I'm sure she'll thunder home. I don't really know what happened last start, but I, I think it was a one-off, and we'll go close. So you're still pretty confident in her then? Yes, definitely. I'm very confident in her. Um, in some, I mean, if I'm looking for a silver lining, I think a little bit of the shine's come off her. Well, then that leaves me alone to do what I want to do on her now. I can, uh, you know, I can forget about being favourite and trying, trying too hard to win the race. I can come back a cog and see if the, the race will fall in my lap a little bit. Give it the old had to be corker ride. Yeah, that'd be nice, but uh, they're hard to come by them. <laughs> All right, Pagi. Well, uh, we'll move on to race eight now. You're riding truly belong. Only just missed out on winning last start, but you've drawn barrier two here over the eleven hundred. So you should. Do you give this horse a good chance? Uh, well, he's another one. I don't mind him, but the problem with him is he mixes his form a little bit. This guy, so. Until he actually does it on the day, I won't be super confident. But I, I know that he can do it. Um, as I said, he, he's done it done it to me before. He comes out, run a second, looks like he's progressing to a win, and then he and then he uh, goes the other way. So until he does it on the day, I'll, I'll sort of just sit in the middle. All right. Well, we'll look at the last race now. Everyone relies on you in the last, and somehow, some I don't know how. You got him out of trouble the other day. Did you think you were gonna? There's no way you thought you were gonna get there at the 600. No, nah, definitely not. I, even uh, even when I got out, sort of with 100 to go, I still didn't think I was actually gonna get there. Um, yeah, I was surprised I got there. Got there actually. All right. Well, magical charm. You've drawn barrier three and looking for three in a row. Yeah, well, she's a she's a nice battler type of horse. This girl, she's um she's not as flashy or as brilliant as some of the some of the others that wear the three some white, but she's honest and she'll give me 110%. So if I give her a half-decent ride, she'll go close. All right, well, good luck on Saturday and obviously you're driving to Bunbury at the moment. Now, I just want to talk to you quickly. Last time you went to York for one ride, the same as you're doing at Bunbury today, you nearly brought yourself down. So, you know, just look after yourself. We don't need Bob having a heart attack when he watches you go around. Yeah, well, that, that, surely that couldn't happen again, could it? <laughs> don't don't tempt fate, Christ's sake. Anyway, now I'll be all right. I'll um, I, that was a practice run that one, and obviously I needed it. So, my eyes in. I should be right now. All right, mate. Well, best of luck for the weekend. Cheers, lads.
Travenator turned in front. Brown releases the brakes on Barraquee. Barraquee got to him. Behind them, Spirit of Boom, Word Conservatorium. He pulls the whip 100 to go. Barraquee's the leader. Spirit of Boom, the Queenslanders in pursuit. It's Barraquee, Spirit of Boom. Power Princess on the rail. He's run them off their legs to make it 11. He's done it. Barraquee's won the winter bottom. Unbeaten after 11 starts. Well, he run them off their legs, and it's uh, that time of year again, winter bottom time. So we got the main man on, Jason Brown. You've won three of these. G'day, Hilly. How are you? Yeah, good, good. What do you think of uh, the race this year? What do you like? Um, yes, it looks like um, a nice um, even race. Very interesting. But, um, yeah, I think I would be sticking with the favourite. What do you think of the Cerise and White and Tyson Starr? You, you, last time we had you on the show, you thought the trial was only fair and you said good luck. Well, I hadn't trialled then, but uh, it's... This trial was okay, but I just, maybe, like, she's obviously going to be a very good horse, but I think maybe she's there a year too early. Okay. I'll just ask you another question. You've got a pretty loyal trainer in Jimmy Taylor, and you've also ridden for the Morton camp before. What did you make of the whole uh, situation there with the jockey bookings? Well, it's, um, I thought Chris has um, made a decision. He's gone with that, but, um, well... Years gone past, the right for the trainer to um, swap and change jocks come carnival time. So, um, yeah, good on Chrissy. He's um, gone with um, a horse he thinks is a better chance. All right. Well, we'll look at uh, your rides. You, you ride the two-year-old. It was okay first up. You've drawn barrier four. What do you think? Well, I think she definitely will have come through the run better. But uh, the winner was very impressive. Um and you couldn't see turning the tables on, on that horse. And um, just going through the trials and watching uh, the one that David Harrison's at Paul Harvey's on, um, found the line very nice, and it looks like um, a very nice horse. Now, race three, Brownie, you're riding spilling over. This looks to be your best ride of the day. It uh, won very impressively last start on what was a, a very good ride. Do you think you'll be able to reproduce the same ride and, and win again? Um, well, I know the horse is definitely hasn't gone backwards. Very happy with him. Um, just a bit interesting looking at the early conditions of the day. You know, there's going to be very strong southwester, so may not be the place to be out in front. So we'll have to, um, you know, just have a look at that and see whether we might need a little bit of cover come Saturday. Do you think you'll be able to ride this horse with cover? Because you set a pretty good tempo on him the other day. Um, yeah, well, I give him a bit of a nudge out the gates, you know, and, well, and he, he he found the front. But, you know, if we have to sit, um, he'll, he'll be able to sit for sure. All right. Now, you're E1 in the uh, regional championships on Distant Trilogy. What did you make of this horse's last start? And if you get a run, do you give yourself a hope? He was a little bit flat, Bunbury, the other day. Um, he only, he probably, he was a little bit only plain. Uh, Tommy said he's done a bit of work with him just to freshen him up and, and get his legs back under him. So if he, he's got to be, if he gets a run into that race, he's got to be some sort of chance for sure. And in race eight, Brownie riding, get the vibe. Strong one, but looks a little bit tough here. So um, he's probably going to find it a little bit hard, eh? Yeah, she didn't have much luck in the midweek race the other day, but um, 
she's probably just struggled for a little bit of form of late, so she would have to be right at the top to um, be able to win Saturday, which, um, well, we always hope, but um, on current form, she's probably a little bit outclassed there. So as you're the weatherman, by the sounds of it, how long's that southwester around for? All day. All day? So you're tipping back markers, you reckon? Or you need cover at least? Oh, just a bit of cover early, looking at early, but, you know, whether they're tipping 25 to 40 kilometres southwester, so... Um, if that gets up and about, you know, you won't want to be running into that. All right. Well, thanks for the uh, info. Are you as confident with spilling over as you was last time? Because you were real confident. Yeah, um, I am, yeah. Uh, the horse hasn't gone backwards and, um, yeah, I think you'll be very hard to beat. All right. Well, all the best on Saturday, Jason. Cheers, gents. Well, we're joined here by Joey as a party. Now, Joey, you've got quite a big book of rides on Saturday. And you start off in race one with Agent Pippa. This horse has been in pretty good form recently. Um, you didn't ride it last start, obviously, when it, when it ran in that weight for age race and got the lightweight. But you're back to a, just a 78 plus today, barrier one. Do you, think, do you think you'll lead this race? Yeah, I do. I think it looks a great race for her. barrier one, 54. Um, she's very well placed for her. Um, a month between runs, they're all positive, so I'm pretty confident um, going to that race on Saturday. Oh, that sounds good. Now, the two-year-old race, you didn't trial Baby Blues or Jericho Missile, but you work out of the Harrison stable. What can you tell us about these horses? Um, Jericho Missile is a very nice horse. I think, um, obviously, you've probably seen his trial, trialled um, off the chart, so it goes pretty nice, and even um, Paul Harvey has a lot of time for that horse, so... I'd like to, to pinch the right off him, but um, I couldn't manage to do that. But um, Baby Blues, he's he's been going. Um, she's been going well enough too. Um, I think she can run a nice race first up. She's drawn nice enough, so I think we can run in the first or four. I'll be happy. All right, Joey. We'll move on to race three. You're riding Broker. You rode this horse last start when it finished fourth, but you come up against Arcadia Prince again. Do you think you can go a little bit closer this time? Yeah, look, it was a nice one first up. I think he needed it, so he should progress pretty nicely from that. Um, I'd, yeah, I'd expect a bit of improvement. So, like you said, I'd pay a point to be able to beat again. Um, but I think I could definitely finish in the money this start. Um, he's going well enough at the moment, and um, on his day, you know, he can he can run quite a race. So, um, like I said, I'd pay a point hard to beat, but I think I'll be thereabouts. All right, we'll look at the regional championships, and I think this is the best ride for you for the day, Father Nick. He's third up, drawn barrier one, so you can posse him up where you want to. What do you think? Yeah, look, he's going good. Um, last prep, he was um, off the ball a bit and just going fair, but he's bound to take this prep, so I think you're right here. I think he's probably he's knocking on the door and he's due to win one shortly, so looks a nice race for him. Barrier one's a big plus. Um, I would just off the speed, and I think um, he'll be thereabouts in the finish. Now, in race eight, Joey, you're riding a horse called Double Jeopardy. It's drawn 11. Um, this horse has come from over Melbourne, where it had been racing in reasonably good form. Uh, you trialled it over the 8.50 the other day, where it ran second to Fire and Rain. What can you tell us about the horse, and uh, have you worked it since the trial, and what do you think, how do you think it'll go Saturday? Yeah, look, he's a really nice horse, um... The form around him is pretty good. If you go through his form, he actually uh, went third to nature strip um, over there in one start. So, um, 
he's quite quite a nice horse. His trial was good. Um, he needed it. Had a bit of a play. Um, I think it was she went second to Williams today um, in the trial. Um, to Fire and Rain, who Fire and Rain, that's who right. is yeah, a so. pretty good horse in its own right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he's not a sl- no slouch either. So, and um, I think he's improved a lot off the trial. So. I do quite like the horse. Um, I think I've drawn out in Barry in 12, which is a bit tricky. Uh, would have liked a nicer gate. But um, I think we'll just try and find some cover somewhere, being first up. And um, he might need this one, but I do have a bit of time for him. So you think maybe look for him more second up? Yeah, definitely. Uh, if I drew a nicer gate, I could have posied right up there. But um, I think first up, I just the main goal would be to get the cover just so he doesn't have a gut buster. And I think... Uh, Second and third up will be his um, his go. Nice ride on Black Line as well the other day. Just got there, defeating Frosty. Yeah, just got there. The at the furlong last thing that I know, I've gone to Ardia. Um, to to the nurse, she's done a good job to to hang on. So um, she's going good. She might be able to step up over a bit further now, and um, might have a couple more off her sleeves. All right, mate. Well, look, best of luck on Saturday. Hopefully, there's a winner there. I'll, I really think Father Nick can get the job done for you, so all the best. Thanks a lot, boys. Cheers. Well, that was great to catch up with all the boys there. Uh, hopefully people get a lot of insight and uh, they can be guided into backing a winner. Um, like he was still pretty upbeat about Tyson Star, wasn't he? Yeah, he seemed to be. I, I'm, I don't... I, I think, no, I don't like it. I spoke to Wesley John Cameron today. And he thinks he just wins. Does he? Yeah. Oh, look, I could be wrong, but I don't. I don't know. Just he said all really she wanted bad. to do the other day was root. That's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, maybe that's the case, but uh, I don't like it. And I and I think it probably have to get too far back as well. So uh, I'll skip. I'll skip that one. Have you got any predictions, Hilly? Yeah. Well, I got two wrong last week. I said fire and rain a win, and he went terrible. And I. <laughs> Took Frosty on, even though he had a good book, and he he got one up. So got he, one up, yeah. Got, which I, I was happy to see. I don't mind Frosty oh, yeah, riding a winner, but I just mate. when you take him on, he did have some very good rides. We'll go this week. I'll make some predictions. Platoon to win, and then back up into the Kingston Town. So three weeks in a row. Yeah. If anyone can do it, Nifty can. Royal Command is a dollar ninety-five. Won't win, Taking and it on. could even miss top three, but it won't win. Mm-hmm. And I'll go, this is, in the regional championships, I'll say that finally French will not win a race until they put the shades on it. Yeah, okay. I actually saw the trainer last night and he seemed pretty confident in the horse. Well, good uh, Good luck good to him. Yeah, but okay. I'm just saying, uh, you look at its form, I just think it, uh, for me, it needs to, uh, yeah, need the shades on and then it'll be getting the job done. Yeah, fair enough. Well... Should we? Uh, we've got someone else sitting in our studio here. He sits in here most weeks, never says a word. He just sits here watching us. His name's Shane Kirkup. I want to know if he's got a tip for all these mates in Esperance and uh, Margaret River. Yeah, how going, Brad? I'd have to go with Platoon. I think that's the better of the day. Sticking with your good mate, Stevie. I like it. All right, well, that's part of Hilly's uh, predictions as well. So, Platoon. All right, well, look, everyone enjoy the winter bottom day and uh, good luck.